Come on, why don't you clap your hands to the Lord and lift your voice in victory right now. You can return to your seat for just a moment. I, I don't normally just take over services like this, but Brother Austin said, it's what I'm supposed to do. So that's what, what, what I'm going to do right here. But I, I'm not going to preach to you, but I do want to give you the cliff notes of what God wants to speak to this church. Can we do that? Anybody, anybody in a hurry? Can you give me a few minutes? God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Mm. I, I believe today before the day is out that there's going, to be, there's going to be testimonies that have been birthed here this morning that before the day is out, you're going to share that testimony with someone and it's going to affect their life. Immediately. Say, well, preacher, I, that scares some of you? You see, you can't bottle this up. You can't keep it in. You got to let it out. You, you, you remember the word of God? The Bible said that the prophet seen a vision and he saw water running out from the doors of the sanctuary. That's you. When you flow out of these doors and into the public, everywhere that you go, you're carrying living water with you that's going to bring life to somebody that's dying. One, one scripture. It came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there'd been no rain in the land. I'm going to give you the cliff notes, okay? I'm going to talk to you for just a minute about the ministry of a dried up brook. It was difficult times in Israel. There was drought because there was sin in the land. Elijah understood the reason why there was drought in the land. But God said, I'm going to relocate you. God said, I'm going to move you somewhere because I'm preparing you for something else. He moved him to a place called Cherith. It was there that Elijah was quite happy. There were provisions. He was an outdoor kind of guy, and so he loved the wide open spaces, and he enjoyed being in nature. And every day, the little brook sung a song to him. It was a song of beauty in his ears and his heart. That little brook swung by and sang to him 
of the carefulness of God in his life. God was speaking to him by that little brook. You've been there in your life where every day when you wake up, Brother Carson, it's all good. The blessings of the Lord are flowing in my life and God's so good to me and there's no turmoil. There's just peace and joy and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. It's where Elijah was. That stirring and that gurgling, the gushing of the water as it swirled past his body as he lay there on the shore of that little place called Cherith. He was God's child. He would be taken care of. But one morning, Elijah noticed something that he didn't want to admit. The song of the brook had lessened. As he dipped his face into those clear, cool waters, there was a difference in the song. It was quieter. It was decreasing. And in a few days, it was a tragic thing to discover that it was just down to a trickle. And then one morning, he wakes up to discover the water has gone. The creek bed was dry. The brook was silent. That that represented to him the presence of God in his life and the carefulness of God, all of a sudden it was gone. What does it mean when the brook dries up in the life of Elijah? All of us have lived long enough, have had to endure this same scenario. But I've come on this Sunday morning. I know God's already done a great work, but I've come with a word in my spirit to tell somebody here, somebody's here, that God's about to reposition you. I didn't say relocate you. I said reposition you. God is about to put you in a place. Just just stay with me just a minute. Our lives by the bubbling brook were sweet and beautiful. All is well. We enjoy those great blessings of the flowing brook. We still hear the song now, but it's getting faint. We don't understand everything. One morning soon after we wake, we find out that the brook is dried up. Maybe... Where there was prosperity, suddenly there's now nothing to draw from and the bills that need to be paid. Maybe there used to be health and vitality and suddenly there's tests and doctors and hospitals and seemingly no end to the matter. Maybe your brook was the company of a loved one one whom 
Your heart was knitted together so tightly that your song was one. And then one day you awake and you find yourself alone. Maybe your brook was your youth with its passion and vitality and dreams of taking on the world. But you awoke one day to the disillusionment and the stark reality of your own limitations and the brook you always dipped from, that sweet, clear water that you've been enjoying is dried up somewhere up the mountain. And you ask the question, there's a good answer to that question but I know there's something that a dried up brook can teach us today there's a ministry to a dried up brook let me begin here and again I'll try to hurry but I've got to get this word to you today first of all the brook didn't dry up because God had forgotten Elijah so busy governing this great universe that he forgot his child. God was not so busy creating worlds that he failed to remember that Elijah was still camping out beside Cherith. You may forget God. You may walk away from God. You may get too busy to keep your appointments with God. But God never forgets. I stand this morning to tell you God has not forgotten you. God has not left you. The brook hasn't dried up because God just forgot where you are. Please hear me today. I'm talking to somebody in the Holy Ghost. God wants you to know there's a future ahead for you and you can't give up because the brook's dried up. hasn't forgotten Elijah let, let me assure you today that whatever tragedy has come upon Elijah this morning because of a dried up brook whatever pain has happened upon you today because of a dried up brook has it come because God has forgotten you and neither did it happen because God stopped loving Elijah we're quick to come to that conclusion but it just isn't the truth the devil's a liar. God loves you. The Bible said that his love for us is everlasting. We may reject him. We may turn our backs on him. We may decide we don't need him any longer. But God will never stop loving us. Never stop loving us. God loves you when the brook is rushing past and when the brook 
is dry. God loves you when the sky is bright and sun shining. When the sun is gone and it's darker than you've ever known it to be. The brook drying up has nothing to do with God's love. And the brook didn't run dry because Elijah had sinned. It didn't dry up because Elijah was no longer in the perfect will of God. Now there's some whose brook is dried up because of sin and rebelliousness. We, we understand that, but sin is a thief to the blessings and the provision and the protection of a child of God. Israel was in the midst of a great famine because of their sin. And sin will parch the land of any man woman or teenager but the reason Elijah's brook dried up was not because of sin it used to be believed by every wise person that when great and horrible things happened to people it was because of sin but thank God for the book of Job those three friends of Job came and accused him of the same but the Bible's very clear sin wasn't Job's problem Job's brook dried up too, but it wasn't sin that caused it. It's always a good thing to turn inward and go ahead and repent, but if there is no known sin, God will not just dry up your brook for such. Job stood strong in the face of those men in his integrity. And in the end, God made it clear to everyone Job was not a sinner. And the brook didn't dry up because God was finished with Elijah. It's what the old enemy no doubt whispered in his ear. You've heard it. You've heard it before. This wouldn't have happened if God still had a purpose for you. He lies. I said he lies. For you, if you had something to offer to God, you might as well just go find yourself something else to do. That serpent hisses. But let me tell you what comes to mind. A Daniel in a lion's den. What comes to mind is a Paul and Silas being cast into prison. A Joseph being sold into slavery in Egypt. You need to see those children of Israel at the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army behind them and what seemed like an impossible ocean in front of them. No place to go. That doesn't mean God's finished. I'm going to speak to impossibility this morning. I'm going to speak to impossibility. With God, all things are possible. I want you to say it with me. With God, all things are possible. I, went, woo, I feel the Holy Ghost in that. 
let, let, let's, let's do that one more time. With God, all things are possible. I, I, just, I, I just heard some demons screeching and running out the back door because somebody left doubt behind and released faith to say, you know what? I thought before I got here today that was impossible, but before I leave here today, it's going to become a possibility in my life. Come on, somebody. Come on, praise him right now. I'm telling you, there's nothing impossible with God. tell you that when you get to the place of impossibility in your mind that's just where God's getting started (laughs) why did the brook dry up watch me here just just stay with me just a minute I promise I won't be long why did the brook dry up it dried up because all the brooks in Israel dried up What's that mean, Bishop? It was the sin of the people that caused the famine, and Elijah was caught up in all of it. What? What? Do you, let, let me reduce that down. My son said, "Let me, let me, let, let me make that Gerber style so everybody understands." Let me tell you what happened. Life happened. Life happens. People get sick. People die. Money goes away. Come on, somebody. Doubt enters in. Fear rises up. But the psalmist said, In this will I be confident. Say, man, preacher, you're being kind of cold. No, I'm telling you, Elijah got caught up in life. Our lives are interwoven with each other. It's impossible to separate them. Things happen that we don't plan, we don't expect, and our lives are interwoven within each other. But I've come to tell somebody today We need to rejoice with those that rejoice and weep with those that weep. But understand, there's a ministry in a dried up brook and that doesn't mean that God quit loving us, God quit caring about us. Come on, somebody. And that God is finished with us. God's got you in mind right now. Right up because of life. But I want to tell you that God's not powerless today. God always has another way for you. God always has a plan beside the one we think that he must see. You know, things like you've led us out in the wilderness to die of thirst. And so he just says, okay, watch this. Water in a rock. Is there no meat in the desert? Watch this. 
quail so much that it was falling out of the edges of their mouth. I'm telling you, whatever it is in your life today, it is not impossible to God. He's got a miracle waiting to happen for you. And here's where I'm going and I'm finishing. There was a little lady not too far away. A little one clinging to her skirt who was hungry. There was a little widow who was trusting God to take care of her. And even though her own personal brook had dried up, she took the lid off of her little meal barrel. There was only one handful left. There was a woman who needed Elijah and an Elijah who needed a poor little widow woman. I'm going to talk to Bethlehem right now to tell you that there's about to be an influx of harvest in this assembly that's going to happen because we understand that God is repositioning us. She took the lid off her mill barrel, looked at the crews of oil, and, and Elijah just thought his brook had dried up. But God said, watch me. I'm about to change the place where you operate in the anointing. I've come to tell you today, I know it might not be good news and it may be good news. But I've come to tell you today that what's happened in your life or what is going to happen in your life is not because the brook is dried up. It's because God is about to redirect you. He's about to change your position. Sir, when I prayed for you a while ago, the Lord told me to tell you that he's not finished with you, that there's something ahead for you. But if you'll follow him, he's about to revitalize what you once were to what he wants you to be. Come on, Holy Ghost, I feel the spirit of the Lord trying to move right here. What, what are you going to do, Elijah? The brook's dried up. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to follow the leading of the Lord. And wherever he leads, that's where he'll want me to be. Wait just a minute. Oh, but wait. What, 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 what are you going to do? Don't you have any direction? He said, well, the Lord told me to go to Zarephath. Well, what's there? I don't know what's there, but I'm just going to go where God said to go. And when I get there, God will be sure that everything is taken care of. Now, tell, tell your neighbor he's fixing to share something bad right here. In order for God to do what God wants to do, he's got to put you in a position where you need him more than you need anything else. 
preacher. It's been so good here today. It's getting better. going to get better. Because God's about to release something in here. God's about to reposition some folks. You thought God was done with you. You thought God had other plans. The brook has dried up in your life, but God said, watch me. You know what he did? He just rerouted Elijah to the house of that little widow woman, and before it was over, there was a miracle that happened. The meal never ran dry, and the oil never ran out. What do you say? I'm telling you that the trouble that you're going through right now is about to produce a miracle not only for you but for those people that you love, those people that you've been praying for, those people that you've been seeking. God's about to raise up a mighty harvest because the brook dried up. Come on, stand with me right now. I want to tell somebody he's not powerless in the face of evil. While God has the power to never let the brook dry up, he does. Sometimes he chooses in his awesome understanding to cease it from singing the song we've always heard to sing another one that will end up being just as rich and sweet. I want to tell you today in this place I, I, I know we've prayed a lot but we're going to pray some more Hallelujah. I need some folks that will come right now and say you know what preacher I'm at the end of my rope my brook's dried up and I know from what you just said God's got something more in mind for me I can't see it right now but God's going to reveal it to me today I want you to come right now. If you feel like your brook, circumstances have happened that you don't understand, God's saying, I'm about to reposition you for a miracle. Did you hear me? I'm about to reposition you for a miracle. Come on, lift those hands to the Lord. Say, God, shoo. I've gone as far as I can. I'm ready, God, for you to reposition me. Come on, that's it. reposition, reposition, reposition right now. God, I'm going to put myself right where you can produce the miracle in me in the name of Jesus. Come on, God didn't let you go through what you've gone through for no reason. 
He's going to relocate you and reposition you to do a work in His kingdom. He's going to use you to produce a miracle for your son or your daughter or your husband or your wife or your neighbor or your fellow laborer. Come on, that's it. Lift your hands and receive it right now. God is repositioning you because He wants to use you in this last day. We're running out of time. We're running out of time. Come on, that's it. He needs some labors in the harvest that can produce the supernatural. loving you. He hadn't deserted you. Come on. He's just repositioning you. He's trying to get you to move to the place that all you need is Him. Nothing else but Him. Come on, I wish everybody in this congregation would lift your hands right now. I wish you'd pray for revival in Bethlehem today. I wish you'd pray for a release of the miraculous in this community like never before. Because somebody understood God repositioned them today to produce a supernatural happening. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it. Hatarabosata. touch you right now. Let God touch you right now. Let him, let him work the miraculous in your dry and barren place right now. Let there be a refreshing in the name of Jesus. He's ready to do the miraculous. He's ready to bring you to another level, to a new place in Him. Come on, let Him touch you. Let Him bring you there right now. In Jesus' name.
He's going to prove it for you. His word shall not fail. It won't return void. Come on, give it to him and let him turn it around. Give it to him and watch him turn it around. Watch him move on that situation. yourself that after hearing of every miracle after hearing of every healing after hearing of every prophecy after seeing everything done in the word of God is there anything too hard come on why don't you declare it come on is there anything is there anything is there anything diabetes too hard is cancer too hard is cigarette addiction too hard drugs and alcohol too hard is pornography too hard is there anything too hard for the Lord come on he's able God, he is.
shout of triumph. Come on, lift up your voice and clap your hands. Hallelujah. Come on, shout for the victory. He's already won the battle. He's already victorious. Hallelujah, hallelujah. life today somebody shout amen it's a lot of people it's God's moved all over this room today and let me tell you something we're about to dismiss but I need you to listen carefully it's not quite done yet because God still wants to save some people today God still wants to deliver some people today and if you've never been baptized in Jesus name today's the day to do it matter of fact right now is the time to do it and maybe you've been baptized another way, but if you've never been baptized according to the word of the Lord, where it says, in the name of Jesus Christ, if that name was not called upon your life in baptism, and you weren't buried in water, put down in water in the name of Jesus, you need to be rebaptized today. If you've never been baptized, today's the day to be baptized in Jesus' name. Why? For the Bible says it's for the remission of sins or the forgiveness of sins. In other words, all your sins is going to be washed away. Every sin, every fault, every failure, your past is going to be washed away. You're going to be clean and pure and holy. Old things will be passed away. And behold, all things will be made new. Amen. Amen. So I encourage you today, if you've never been baptized, be baptized today. If you would, if you want to be baptized, would you lift your hand? We'll send a minister your way. If you want to be baptized today, if you want to be baptized today, come on, don't, don't delay. Don't wait. If you want to be baptized today, go ahead. Okay, we're going to let you, we're going to let you find somebody. If you want to be baptized today, we're going to let you find somebody, and they're going to help you get baptized today in Jesus' name. Also, we're about to receive an offering. If you want to go ahead and, and, and return to your seats. You want to just hurry up and return to your seats. We're going to do this pretty quickly. The ushers can be making their way up. Thank God for everything he's been doing in this house today. God has done wonderful, mighty works in this house today. Amen. And as you're making your way back to your seats real quick, and the ushers are way up to receive an offering today, musicians are getting ready to play us out today. Um, I want to make sure that if you are a guest today, I want you to feel welcome today. Bethlehem Church, let's make our guests feel welcome today for coming. Whether you're in-house or online, we, we, we want you to feel a part of Bethlehem Church. And matter of fact, we want you to feel so a part. We want you to come and meet and greet us today in the uh, discipleship room. It's the, it's the room to the very far back, or the very, very far right. I can't talk this morning sometimes. <laughs> Uh, but to the very far right of the prayer room, you'll see a room. It's called the discipleship room. That's where we will do our meet and greet for all of our guests, new members, or anybody that has not been able to meet the leadership of this church. We want to help you today get connected with you. Can we stand to our feet today as we're about to give an offering unto the Lord? You can see behind me the multiple ways of giving. We want to do that for your convenience. However you want to give, feel free to give back unto the Lord after he's given so much back to us. One last announcement. We have Brother St. Clair again tonight. Who's ready for tonight already? Come on. It's going to be an awesome time in the Lord. 
And also to all of my ministry class people, we have ministry class at four, and Bishop Danny St. Clair will also be teaching that today. Anybody is welcome. If you want to come to ministry class, you are welcome to come at four o'clock today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word of God that's been spoken to us today. We thank you for the mighty works, the mighty miracles, signs and wonders that you did in the house. And God, we want to sow back into your kingdom for you've given so much, so much to us, God. We're believing that as we sow into your kingdom, you'll open up the windows of heaven. Pour us out a blessing that there's not a room enough to receive. In Jesus' name. And everyone shout amen. Bring your offering as unto the Lord. And after you've given, you can go out with a shout. <laughs>